and welcome to episode 53 of the How to Sleep podcast. In this episode, you'll learn why napping can be a problem when you have a sleep issue, even though it feels so good to get a bit more sleep. Welcome to the How to Sleep podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Blakeman, qualified adult sleep coach, a previous sufferer of insomnia and mum of three. I believe that sleep is fundamental to your enjoyment of the life you have worked so hard to create and I support adults like you who are struggling to sleep to get back to sleep and back to living your life in full colour and with maximum energy. This podcast is for you if you are taking ages to get to sleep or waking in the night and can't get back to sleep or both. Keep listening to find out how sleep works, the essential elements you need to get the sleep you deserve and actionable steps that you can take. So one of the biggest mistakes I made when I had a sleep issue was develop a habit of napping. I did this, obviously, because I was exhausted. And when I had my sleep issue, it seemed to me to be easier to fall asleep in the daytime than it was to get back to sleep if I'd woken up in the middle of the night. So I was losing sleep at night, but I find it quite easy to take these naps in the day and in my mind, I was helping myself by catching up with some sleep that I'd lost. But at the time, I had no idea, because I had no knowledge of sleep and how it worked, of the potential negative effect that it could have on my sleep both the next night and my pattern of sleep as a whole more generally. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about in this episode, so that you can avoid making the same mistake. So one of the mechanisms that our brain uses to determine whether or not it's time to go to sleep, is that it tracks how many hours we've been awake consecutively. And this makes sense when you think about it because we are supposed to be awake in the day and then to sleep at night. And when I say we're supposed to, what I mean is scientists think that our biologically, we're biologically programmed as human beings, as diurnal beings to be awake throughout the day and then to sleep at night. So obviously some animals have different patterns of sleep and awake and these can be in different blocks of different lengths of time and these blocks can be spaced out throughout the night or the day but scientists think that humans are probably programmed to sleep in the night and be awake for the day. So this helps us um, because we we know that the rhythm that we're, we're aspiring to And to help us keep this rhythm, our brain is noticing how long we've been awake. And then after we've been awake for a number of hours consecutively, then this is how we build up the urge to sleep over the day and over the time period that we're awake. So our tiredness is increasing over that time. And then that contributes to our overall desire to sleep. And there are other mechanisms at play as well, of course, but I've talked about these in other episodes. So for today, this is the key one that I want to talk about because that's relevant to napping. So what can happen is when we nap, we start to go into a full sleep cycle. That is, we can start to move from light sleep and then into deeper sleep. And if we keep on napping, we would eventually go into dream sleep and then come back to light sleep as we completed one cycle. And that would be a typical pattern. But what happens when we do this and we go into our sleep cycle is that we can in effect start to reset the timer on our count of the number of hours that we've been awake consecutively. And this can then be problematic because when it comes time to go to bed in the evening, 
one of the mechanisms that our brain uses to feed into the overall picture of whether or not it's appropriate to go to sleep at that point is not reporting that it's time to go to sleep because it's not been that long since you know we woke up. Now I want to point out that I when I'm explaining these mechanisms I'm using common language like I'm saying that our brains are noticing things and reporting and counting and tracking and obviously what's actually happening is a series of chemical hormonal signaling and neurons firing and all that so it's not literal but I'm not a doctor or a scientist so I don't want to try and give you some detailed biological explanation I'm trying to put this into layman's terms for you so that you know what I mean so please do bear that in mind but hopefully it's helpful to use this language so that you get the gist of what I'm saying so I want to put this into an example for you that hopefully illustrates this further. So if you wake up at seven in the morning and you want to go to sleep at 11 p.m. that night, then the mechanism in your brain that's tracking your consecutive hours awake will be registering that you've been awake for 16 hours by the time it comes to 11 p.m. And that's going to be detected by the part of the brain which is using that information to get an overall picture of whether it's a good time to go to sleep. And so that would likely be a positive piece of information that gets fed in there that yes, you've been awake for all this time, so sleep is now needed. On the other hand, imagine that you get up at seven, but you decide to have a nap for an hour and a half at 2.30 p.m. because by that time, if you haven't slept well the previous night, it can be so tempting because you get that lull in energy in the middle of the afternoon and you are so tempted to have a nap. So you go and have a nap for an hour and a half and now you wake up at 4pm. So now when it comes to 11pm when you want to go to sleep, you've only been awake for seven hours, not 16 hours in the previous example. So the information being received by the part of your brain that is building the overall picture of whether or not it's a good time to go to sleep is not receiving as strong a signal about how many consecutive hours you've been awake and when you have a sleep issue it becomes really important to make sure that you're doing all that you can to support the mechanisms that your brain uses to determine whether it's the right time to go to sleep and then release the hormones that you need to go to sleep and it's not just about looking at the impact that a nap can have on your sleep in the same day as you had the nap either. It's also important to view the overall rhythm of sleep and awakeness over days and weeks. And if you keep napping here and there, then there is more chance that you can impact this too. So I'm not going to cover this point in this podcast. If you want to understand this in more detail, then do go and listen to the episode I have. I think it's entitled Sleep is a 24-Hour Process because that should help you to understand this, this other context. Now, the final point I want to make is that the caveat that napping itself is not all negative. And in fact, there are loads of studies that point to associated benefits with napping. And there is a way that you can nap where you keep your nap concise enough that you don't trigger the problem that I've outlined above. So I do want to stress that I'm not saying that all kinds of naps in all circumstances are bad. No, I'm just saying that depending on how you taking your take your nap, it can in the long run be more unhelpful to you than it is helpful in the short term, even though it feels so good in the short term to have got a little bit more sleep. And that's because my ultimate aspiration for you is to overcome your sleep issue so that you can stop 
living by your day-to-day count of how many hours sleep you've had and that feeling that you're just trying to firefight your way through each day and instead obviously to start moving to overall consistent great sleep patterns. Okay so your action step for this week is to have a look at your napping if you are in the habit of taking naps. How long are they? When in the day are you taking them? And consider could this be having an impact on your sleep either later that day or overall is it disrupting the rhythm of your sleep-wake cycle? Have a good week and thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. I hope you found some value in today's episode. If you did, and you know others who would benefit from hearing this information as well, then please share with them. And if you would be so kind as to leave a positive review of the podcast, this will support me in my mission to spread the message of sleep as wide as possible. Thank you so much. If you can't wait until the next episode and you want more guidance right now, then head on over to my website and get access to my free sleep resources. Link in the show notes. Or follow me on Instagram at Nikki.Blakeman. Wishing you a peaceful night's sleep.